0: Welcome to Amplify Ambition. I'm Kristen Edwards, leadership consultant, and your guide to implementing custom strategies based on your personality type. This is the podcast where you get to evaluate your zones of genius and create your best life by growing a business that works for you instead of you working for it. Let's dive in because your next level of success is within reach once you decide to dream loudly. loving this podcast so much because i get to bring to you the one and only dance boss um i'll let her explain a little bit of what that means in just a minute but i am so excited to have miss aaron pride soon to be um mrs something else but i'm so excited to have miss <laughs> aaron pride on the show
1: thank you kristen i am super excited to be here um yeah, you're just good people. And I'm just honored to be on your podcast.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining. So before we dive into what you do and how you got there and all the good things, I love to ask this question because we are more than our business or the brand that people see us build on social media. So tell me something that you are super passionate about, but it's technically not on brand as the dance boss.
1: Okay. Okay. I love watching movies I love like horror movies and digesting them and picking them apart and I even me and my fiance fall asleep to horror movies so anything that has to do with horror like I love so much and that is totally not on brand yeah that like threw me for a loop I was like wait (laughs) like movies are great
0: I agreed and then you're like horror movies I was like oh okay well you know that that's definitely
1: a different thing but i'm so glad that you can actually sleep after watching that i know it's so bizarre like why do we fall asleep i just love it and when i met him he's like i love it too i'm like oh my gosh that's great
0: well that's how you know you're meant to be like those are one of those things that you're like if he also likes this it's definitely meant to be. so yes you found your person that's great all right so let's dive in tell me about what you do and how you
1: got on that journey as well so you called me the dance boss. It's so funny. I used to repel that when people said it because I was like, wait, I'm Erin Pride. I'm not the dance boss, but now I'm like here for it. I'm here for all of it. Um, I help online dance business owners move with intention, feel empowered, and make decisions in their business. And this started because I am originally a dancer by nature, like the kind of girl who trained at four. I went to college for my undergrad in dance, and then I got my master's in dance education. And along that journey, um, my parents told me that they were going to stop paying my bills, so I had to get a job. And I got the job at the high school I went to, which was a performing arts high school. I took over the dance teaching job. So I always like to say... um, that was a gift because teaching found me. I didn't find it. I had no no bones in my body wanted to teach high school kids anything. Like I just wanted to build my empire, be on stages and be hella famous. But, you know, you make plans and God laughs. And I'm so glad that my plans changed. So when I got there, I fell in love with them. You know, teaching is not an easy job, but I believe the people who feel called to do it have a love and passion for the kids that they can't really explain. So that was off right off the bat for me. And I've been there since for 15 years, but around year 10, I started getting burnt out and bored. And I started feeling really guilty for that feeling because I don't know the dance. I feel like the dance community is so small. And when you're a dance teacher, people are very like, I'm a dance teacher. They're very proud of it. And I was like, I'm a dance teacher. And then all of a sudden I didn't want to be a dance teacher anymore. And I'm like, wait, my whole life has been dance. What else am I going to do? And I went through this huge identity crisis. And then one, then I heard a friend that I got my master's with. Well, that was another master's and my master's out of one program. So anyway, the master's program I dropped out of, she was on a podcast. And this is the first time I think I heard a podcast. And I was like, wait, people just talk about what they think and people listen and you could do that. And I was like, I wanna do that. I'm a natural talker. And um, so it was all divine, honestly, Kristen, It was like I was laying in bed, I think, and the name Dance Boss Podcast came to me. And I asked my fiance at at that time when I was thinking about it, I was like, what do I do next? Like, I want to do something else. He said, do what you know. So since I went to get my master's in um, dance education, you know, it was a heavy emphasis on pedagogy and teaching and all those things. And since I work in a K through 12 setting... I understand curriculum design, assessments, and everything. And I was able to adapt them, to use them in my classroom to help my students grow. So I started that on the podcast. I started sharing about that. I started creating programs and offers about that. And um, it was fulfilling until it wasn't. And I was still in an identity crisis. I do believe that that part of the journey got me to where I am now, which is what I love doing. Um, it was right when the pandemic hit, I was working with a coach and I was just like, I'm just not happy. I'm sick of freaking talking about dance, like dance, dance. People were asking me to speak about dance. Not like everybody and their mama was asking, but some people were asking, I was showing up live. I was like tired of dance. And I was like, I just want to help people achieve their dreams. She's like, well, Erin, that's not a niche. Can we, can we get this together a little bit? And I was like, well, it's the pandemic. A lot of dance studios are going to have to go online. I said, I would love to help um women specifically or those who identify as women i would really love to help them move online and really do something that they're passionate with since the climate of the world has shifted and since then um that's what i've been doing i've gotten a lot more specific about who i want to work with at first i worked with like studios that were transitioning online now my more target is the person who was in the midst of the pandemic or a person who's like, I have this idea, I have this dance knowledge and I really wanna bring it to the online space and I wanna impact many dancers across the globe and I wanna make money and build my empire. And that's who I help now and that's how I got here.
0: I love it. And I think the important thing is to know that it's an empire, right? And I I think a lot of times we want to skip over the steps of our story and just be like this is what I do now and not acknowledge the journey that led us to where we are Um, and there's so much knowledge that we gain along the way but dancing is more than just like this thing you see on stage it becomes a way of life it's how you express Mm -hmm. yourself there's so many lessons that I've learned personally from the performing arts that I'm like this is where I got to be here. I learned about leadership in my theater programs. I learned about teamwork and communication and collaboration, like all these things that people pay a lot of money to go to college for. And I'm like, but we learned that in performing arts, for you Mm -hmm. dance, for me theater. And so I think it's really um, awesome that you are able to find that channel that in your journey to help people to live out their dreams. And obviously that looks very different when you're talking to a 16 year old high school student compared to (laughs) (laughs) the entrepreneurs you're working with now but it's still a really important message to help people to get across as they create the life of their dreams.
1: Absolutely, and I love what you said about dance preparing you in, or the arts preparing you in so many facets. We were in a mastermind together. I remember Lindsay was talking about presencing, 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 like owning who you are, and, you know, I am able to just – speak my mind and it's not performing. It's a part of me. I can be present and awake and aware and not have fear about that or fear about people judging me. I think because I spent so much time on stage and I spent so much time in class getting critiqued. So it's just like second nature for me.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely true. I have just enough dance to pull off the choreography for your theater performance because I did musical theater, mm-hmm. um, but like all of us, we all started as that three or four year old in ballet and tap. So um, I definitely remember that. But it's exactly what you're saying of the the good and the bad, those auditions, those rejections that you. Mm-hmm push your way through just as much as those moments in the spotlight when you do get that solo, when you do have that moment to shine. I think that honestly is what's prepared me to be the leader that I can show up as today, the woman, the entrepreneur um, that we see as well. Uh, But also recognizing that on that journey, sometimes there is boredom. Sometimes you don't really know what that next step is going to be. And I love how you were like teaching found me um I think a lot of times we're so determined to like say that we have the answer and say that we knew what we were doing even when we have no idea we put on that front of like I got this but I'm I just appreciate how much you acknowledge that your path is what led you to where you are but you didn't actually choose every single step of it but you're grateful for where you are today and so I appreciate you sharing your story
1: oh thank you thank you
0: All right, so let's dive into what you actually teach, because I think it's actually something that some people are scared of. um, And it's how do you make that transition, right? If you were a performer on stage, and your life was auditions, if your life was learning a choreography to then put it up on its feet and perform it, how do you move all of that into business? And then You went even a step further and you didn't just say like, how do you become a dancer in the online space? You were like, let's build a dance empire um, and helping people to do that. So what was that story like? um, And how do you help others to navigate that space as well?
1: Well, for me, it was, again, it was nothing that I saw, right? It wasn't, I never, ever, ever thought, like, I've always been interested in, I like to be the boss. Like, that's just my personality. Like, I like having charge. I like organizing things. But nowhere in my mind did I think that my dance path would lead to entrepreneurship. But the more and more I taught my students, and I really have to thank them for that, for what I'm about to share. The more and more I saw students who were, kind of rejecting dance after high school because they only believe that you either had to perform or teach it. And then kind of the light bulb went on for me and I was like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. A lot of my kids are getting discouraged because they don't wanna go to college for dance, but they still want dance in their life and they don't know how to keep it there. So that kind of was the catalyst. I first rolled out a, a dance entrepreneurship curriculum with my students. And that was kind of the catalyst to see what kind of pathways artists can have. And I think your question was, so how can an artist do the transition? Well, first you have to want to, right? Because entrepreneurship is not easy. And I really don't like when people, especially in the online space, make it seem easy. It has to be something that you want and you're willing to work for and you're willing to sacrifice for because um, there are so many parts of it. And our coach, Lindsay, used to say, um, what did she used to say? Business is like personal development, So there's a lot of that that happens. But the beauty of being an artist, the beauty of being a dancer is that you have so many skill sets at your fingertips that you can package and monetize, especially in the online space and start to bring in additional revenue streams for yourself. If you're the type who's not interested maybe in just teaching as a side hustle or bartending or Pilates or yoga, right? There's so many other things that you can do in ways that necessarily don't use up all of your time in the delivery process to bring in money for yourself as you still pursue your performance career.
0: Yeah, I think that makes complete sense. I think a lot of people in that in the online space who say that business is easy, it's because they've been doing it for 10 years, whether they acknowledge it or not, right? So for you, as a trained dancer, as a professional and educator in the dance space, you might pick up choreography in two minutes you'll pick it up and then you need a little bit more time to perfect it where someone who's never danced a day in their life on their first time even doing an eight count they're going to be like yeah i didn't get that right they can't even handle zumba class i mean i i love zumba and when i watch people (laughs) do it i just sit there and i'm like Y'all didn't do, like, anything growing up to have, like, the the basics, the <laughs> single, single double. It's not hard to repeat. But right. if you've never been exposed to dance, even Zumba is going to seem very hard on that first step compared to someone who's been doing it a long time. So dance becomes easy when you practice, when you put in the effort, when you give your time growing up your parents' money, but money in general, eventually Mm -hmm. your own, um, just as much. So it's your energy, it's your time, it's your effort, it's your financial investment. And so if you want your business to become easy, it's going to take that same commitment um, and investment of your time and your resources in order for it to be, quote unquote, easy down the line. But it's only easy because you have a level of knowledge and expertise and practice and experience um, as well. So I think that's so true that you're, Saying that, um, I hate people like it gets to be easy. And I'm like, it gets to be easy when I know what I'm doing in two years. Uh, right? In comparison. And it gets to
1: be easy when you understand the technique. Like you said, I love how you brought the dance analogy in there. It's like, you know, ballet. Ballet is not even easy for me now, and I've been doing it since I was four years old. Ballet gets easier. Like I understand what's going on, but sometimes they give give movements that I'm like, um yeah, I'm not at that level. I don't think I'll ever be at that level. So it's like, you know, like new level, new devil, like with the business, it's the same thing as the classroom, but you have to get the foundational education. Just like in dance, you need a foundational education and you need to build technique because technique is freedom in dance and technique is freedom in business. I love that. Ooh, girl, that's quote worthy right there. Technique (laughs) is freedom. Uh, But
0: but that is so true. When you have a skill set then you really do get the opportunity. You can't break rules if you don't know the rules. So that makes complete sense, absolutely. And I think, you know you know me and the Enneagram. And so when you know yourself, then you can make better choices for yourself, for your business, for your team, and for so many other things. So it makes complete sense that you need to do that with those business foundations, have that solid foundation in Mm -hmm. place. And then you get to tweak and break and bend rules however you Mm -hmm. need to to fit your lifestyle or your personality.
1: Exactly. Exactly. All right.
0: What are some of the rules for success that either you try to live by or that you teach your clients and students?
1: Um, I'll first go what I live by because I don't believe that my rules for success necessarily have to go on to my clients. My personal rules for success is to um, have faith, stay spiritually connected above all else and have and do what I need to do on a daily basis so that I'm connected to my divine source because I do and i know this is woo for some people but i do get downloads and that and that it's just such a gift so that is my rule for success like if i'm not in tune spiritually if i'm cutting myself off from being divinely led i will not be successful because i'm trying to run the show right we i i firmly believe we all get gifts in this world and it's and it's a divine gift and if we tap into that and use it to our fullest potential without ego all of the time right because everybody has ego then we're gonna have the ability to be successful but it's when we start to move from a place of forcing and wanting other people's gifts and and not really loving on our gifts and using that to get us where we want to go then we're cut off from our source and then we won't be successful we won't be successful on a baseline level of like you know I don't think your business will be successful, but on a more spiritual level, you'll be sad and you'll be unfulfilled and you'll be empty and you'll keep chasing. So that's like my definition of success. That's what my rule of thumb. But like um, when I talk to my clients, I talk about TWEI and that's time with artists. And I don't know, I would love to hear this from like another entrepreneur's perspective. I know you have an arts background, but when you deal with entrepreneurs, I find that when I work with dancers, they always want to try all the ideas at one time. Yeah. And course. it's like, <laughs> I, wait, I don't know if that, but I'm like, wait, is that just my dance peep or is that
0: everybody? I mean, why not just try it all at the same time and then see what, what, what sticks, what works out. And I say that one from horrible experience and you know, but you got to learn somehow. But yeah, I've also had people, um, that have said the same thing. Well, like I'm just gonna do like these 18 different businesses, right. and they're they're all gonna work, and they're all gonna be awesome. And I agree with you that if you want to run 18 businesses, you technically can. Just know that half of them are gonna be failing, and then the other half you're not gonna show up to. So you're gonna need other people, which is gonna cost you money. And it's not going to work out that well. You might not I tell my dancers,
1: no, no. Like, first of all, when I meet them, usually, so time is the w- number one pillar that I really. This isn't the first mod- module of my program. It's like, why? First of all, why do you want to do all those things? What's your fear? Are you do you have fear of missing out? Do you have fear of not making people happy? Are you a people pleaser? Do you get your self esteem from the things you accomplish? Because then we got to get to that and figure out why you feel like you have to do so much. And then the and then the very basic thing of that is like, dude, you're a mom, you got a husband, you got kids, you teach at this studio, and then you work at this studio, and then you wanna start these four businesses and this arts festival, and you think it's all gonna happen. You right. have a jam-packed schedule, but you have no time in your life to actually do the work of building your business. So we do a, a assessment of time. So I think that's one pillar. Absolutely. And I think that's a huge one. And it's, so I tell people like they can go ahead and try, but I
0: believe in failing forward. And so I also I agree with you, like you, you're not going to get them all um, to work and it's not going to be successful, but I'm a very stubborn person. And I think the people that I attract that w- want to work with me <laughs> also are stubborn. And so I'm like, you want to have 10 businesses go ahead, but you know, call me when you start to want to chop Mm -hmm. some of them up, um, as well. But I agree with you. You're not going to be successful at all of those business ideas at the same time. Um, and even when I joined the online space, personally, I was also determined to have like 75 different niches and rolled my eyes at every person that told me to niche down. But what mattered for me (laughs) was, (laughs) was to figure out how to combine my passions into one clear niche. And so, That is where you have Enneagram leadership for your business strategy, Like, right? I rolled it all into one, but when you hear me show up and speak, there is one cohesive topic now. Let's just say that back then it was not cohesive.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and that's the thing that I try to tell people, like once you give your one dance online dance business or your business a chance, you will start to see pathways where you can weave in other interests. Like it's going to organically unfold but you're blocking yourself off from possibility when you're trying to do it all at once. Like in my business, I love, well, first of all, for five minutes of my life, I was a fashion style. For five minutes of my life, I was a lot of things. I was a flake, a lot lot of things. But for five minutes of my life, I was a fashion stylist. I love that. For five minutes of my life, I thought I could be like a YouTube, like all these things. But now I get to bring all of those elements into my one business that's bringing me revenue. Yeah. So the I'm going to tell you the other three pillars really quick. The other one is education. Um, I believe, because I come from an education background, I think there is something said when you invest in something and really learn the content, like embody the content. And this took me time to learn, too, because early on as a business owner, I was Googling everything. Google was my coach, yo. Like, Google, me and Google had one-on-one sessions together. But then it was like the information was so broad. It was so many different perspectives. So that is another thing, what I think for success. You really need to figure out how you want to learn and embody the, the content that you're learning so that you can start to create from it. So you want, you want me to stop or you want me to keep no, going? No,
0: keep going.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I'm here for it. I'm taking notes myself. <laughs> the other one is implementation um, because that's the biggest thing I see. I see, and this is hard for me because I've always been an implementer. So I get a lot of clients that aren't. So it's. I have a learning curve for myself there. Like, how do you teach people to be an implementer if that's your innate, and I think you could you could probably speak to this, Kristen, right? Cause like you're good yeah. with like the Enneagram. Let's do it, let's get it done. <laughs> how, how do you get people to implement beyond saying it's due here, giving them pep talks when you're a natural implementer and they're not. So implementation is another key to success that I'm really trying to figure out what my magic formula is to teaching people how to take action. I'm not quite there yet. And then I got one more and I'm done. The last one is willingness. I think for time, for um, education and implementation, you need willingness, right? You need willingness to let some stuff go in your schedule. You need willingness to face your demons and figure out why you're making decisions that might not be in best alignment with your life. You need willingness to um, actually commit to, to learning something, like really embodying it. And you need willingness to implement. So that's what I think are the keys to success. Yeah. I mean, I think that
0: commitment, that willingness to actually put in the time to get yourself properly educated on whatever it is you're doing or talking about, um, that's one thing. But you're right, that implementation. If you have a super, super, super detailed plan, you could have a 30-page business proposal. If no one actually takes the first step of that beautiful plan, nothing happens. Um, I there's a, a dating coach that I listen to her podcast. Um, and she always and she's had guests on her on her podcast that also say, you know, it's fine that you want to get married, but you actually have to like, get up off your couch unless you think the FedEx guy is going to be <laughs> your spouse, like, right, you're not giving yourself a lot of options unless you actually think that person's going to knock on your door, which we do have Amazon Prime and it was COVID when I heard this. So she was like, maybe the FedEx guy, but like, other than that, you don't have options. So if you want your dreams to really be actualized, it is going to take some action on your part. I think a really good way for you to kind of encourage people is to know what drives them, know what motivates them. Mm, Some people are truly motivated by money, but most of us aren't. We need money to, go on our vacation or money to provide for our kids. So what is that money for when they say they're driven by money? Um, but, and you, and you talked about that, right? What's your, what's in it for you um, for mm-hmm. you? It's that spiritual connectedness. So is your business is taking action in your business is growing it to achieve your dreams, to pay for your wedding, to grow your business, to hire a team, all these things. Is that going to help you to be spiritually grounded when the, the end of the day or the end of the month comes my guess is yes that's what's going to help you take action in your business if you don't put out content if you don't release your podcast if you don't ask for the sale sorry guys ask for the sale um, yeah you're not going to be able to get to that spiritual foundation that you want to maintain because you're finding your peace and your happiness and the things that don't matter to you. So sometimes you just have to do the quote unquote, not fun stuff, which majority of the time is ask for the sale people, um, in order to see what you want on the other end, but to remind yourself of why you're doing it, something that I teach is on priorities. And so the reason that you're in your business needs to be the thing that you always come back to. Mm -hmm. Um, and so knowing what that is for your clients and then motivating them, Mm -hmm. um, It sounds bad but like the way we bribe our kids is kind of how our clients need to learn how to bribe themselves what is your goal and what do you need to do to check the box to get your goal you don't have a as an entrepreneur you don't have a boss dangling a paycheck as Mm -hmm. a carrot in front of you but we still need our paycheck so that we can have food clothing and shelter so we can go on vacation so we can buy ourselves the cute outfit not just the target outfit whatever those things might look like and so recognizing target's cute nobody get offended by that statement so girl i was about to get mad because i
1: just got i just got my my two designer dresses okay that dropped from target now i know i wouldn't know what you mean though i like yeah. target
0: but you know they, they do kind of cap out at like well, now it's like $39 for stuff. No, my dress <laughs> was $60. Yeah, my dress was 60 extra, was I mean, like, I know oh. it's always been tarje, but they get bougie. But, anyways, still shopping. There. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're not paying me to say this, but that wasn't the point. But whatever your goals and your dreams are, whatever it is that matters to you, and it doesn't matter if someone else thinks it's foolish. I know when I first started my business, I have a shoe and a bad thing, like a lot of women, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But, like, for every client that I closed, I went and I bought myself a new bag and they were like $40, yes. $50 bags because I saw where I was going and, you know, I learned to shop at TJ Maxx and Marshalls, name dropping all the stores here. <laughs> but um, I, for every client that I clo- um, closed, I was like, okay, here's my treat out of that. Because obviously mm-hmm. my business was to fund life, but I was like, here's my reward. So one, I was learning to celebrate the, the fun things, the mm-hmm. good things in life. Um, and then treating myself to the thing that I wanted, and then you, you know, once you're at the store, I was only allowed to get one bag at a time. So once you're at the store, you see the other bag that you're like, oh, this be cute in black and brown. Oh, there's a small one and a big one. I want the matching set. <laughs> I wasn't allowed, and I had to set rules for myself for this reason. But then I was motivated to close another client. And do it fast enough because you know those turnaround times in Marshalls and TJ Maxx are ridiculous. So you have to like <laughs> close a client real fast. I got two weeks before someone else buys that one bag that was right. at that store. But that was my motivation. So find what motivates mm-hmm. your clients so that they are going to take the action that they need in whatever area. I never wanted to ask someone for the sale. I always thought they were going to magically want to throw their money at me. And so. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, no comment on myself. But that that was something that held me back in the beginning stages of my business. So I had to recognize that mm-hmm. and then come up with a solution that was going to help me take action for that. Um, so I would say creating that system for themselves going mm-hmm. forward is going to help them to implement as well.
1: And I love that. I have a really great friend. She went through uh, grad school with me and now she's a mindset coach and she's so cool. And she comes in and she does a lot of work with my clients around honing into their why, how to use that as a motivator. But I'm also going to be really honest with you, Kristen, because that's what I like to be. Um, I just don't, I don't want to work with people who don't want to go after it. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, my podcast is called Amplify Ambition for a reason. Right. Because like, (laughs) do you i don't know if this has ever happened to you but this is what happened to me in the beginning stages of my transition from an educational coach to a business coach i got a lot of clients who said that they wanted the thing but then when they found out how much work it took to get the thing they didn't want to do the work and then i don't want to be the coach that makes people feel like okay i'm gonna like hold your hand and do the work I want people that like will show up for themselves, even if it gets hard and that's important to me as a coach. Yeah.
0: I I agree. And so, although I'm saying yes, help them to find the thing that's going to motivate them, help them to create that reward system for themselves. My coach didn't go out and ask for the sale for me. I had to get out of my own way. And so they were there for that mindset support of get out your own way, but you still have to be willing to do that. Um, For me, I wanted the bag. Um, For someone else, they want to fund their honeymoon, they want to put their kids into a dance program or sports program or whatever other thing. And so whatever that motivation, it's always within you. Um, And you just have to be committed to say I am going to get out of my own way. But that's what your coach is there for to remind you to get out your own way. At the end of the day, though, your coach doesn't get you out of your own way, you still have to be wanting and determined to show up, to do the work, to get to where you want to go. So I agree with you. It's not about the extreme hand-holding. There's, there are coaches for that, but that's not, um, you know, if you're a be- beginner in business, yes, there's going to be some hand-holding, but after you mm-hmm. have that foundation and you're ready for the next level, it's going to be more of a gut check and a one-two punch to push you out of your own way, not to right.
1: carry it's you across like the finish line. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the dance student, right? Because I teach high school dance students. It's like, you know, I'm going to inspire you and motivate you. But there becomes a time where, you know, you have to put in the work and you have to be able to inspire yourself. But that doesn't mean I'm not going to plant seeds and support you. So, yeah. But I also think, like, for me, like you said, for the beginner business owner, when I was early on in my business, I think I'm learning now more specifically what kind of clients i want to work with before i was taking everyone right and that and i'm not ashamed to say it because that's what a lot of new business owners do right you take everyone and then you realize the demographics of people who feel really good to work with right and and not feeling bad about wanting to work with those people yeah i
0: mean you can't i say this with a lot of hesitation because i still have thoughts about niching down but you don't start with a niche you have to start with a general thing of like for Mm -hmm. you I love dance let's talk about dance and then let's see where this takes us for me it was like I love leadership I love goal planning let's see where this takes us then I realized okay I like working with entrepreneurs not just all 4.5 billion women chilling on the planet um you know (laughs) where where is this going what direction are we heading in and so it is a journey and a progression and now I'm like super super niche that I'm like if you don't know what the Enneagram is google it if you aren't interested in the Enneagram, I'm not (laughs) your person. You still think it's demonic. That's cool. Go find someone else. Like you're allowed to have those opinions. But I teach the Enneagram and I've had clients that are like, well, can we do another assessment? I'm certified in multiple assessments. We can talk about another one, but just know I'm going to tie it back to your Enneagram because I already typed you
1: (laughs) as well.
0: And there's a threshold that you start to set after a certain point in time, but I remember when I used to be scared and I would wait until the person was like a month into my program. Like, have you heard of the Enneagram? Right, do you yeah, want yeah, to yeah, do yeah. it with me? And it was like, people were <laughs> like, wait, Kristen, this is what you do. And I'm like, I know, I don't want to scare people. I'm like, oh, now I know better. Now I'm like, you'll know it. You yeah, have a faith.
1: <laughs> right. No. And it's crazy. And, and it's just a journey. Like you said, uh, the more you do it, The more confident you are, just like stepping on stage, the more technique you have, the more well rehearsed you are, the more confident you're going to feel when you're on doing the show. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I love that. And I think, you know, the time, education, implementation, important. I think that willingness piece is really the icing on the cake. That's what gets us to go from being a hobbyist or a, I'm thinking about becoming, wanting to be an aspiring entrepreneur to actually becoming one, to actually making sales and bringing in revenue in our business um, as well. It's that willingness to do whatever it takes to to see that success that you desire in your life. So thank you so much for, for sharing that framework um, with us. And then if people want more, they're gonna have to come find you and pay you, so.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um, but before we get into that, what is that like one, type of legacy message that you really want to create with with your dance boss empire how you kind of affect the people that you speak to um, on social Mm -hmm. media your podcast in your programs what is that legacy you're trying to leave
1: show up disrupt the space make some noise and change the freaking trajectory of dance that's it like shake it up like I want everybody to feel I don't mean that you have to show up and make controversial content. I don't mean that you have to show up and, I don't know, do, do polarizing content just to do polarizing content. I mean, just show up and tell, tell your story. Tell what you feel safe telling. Tell your story to heal somebody else. Like, that's what I think it is. I, I've been thinking, you know, I have this eye thing going on and I'm like, it's so debilitating. And I'm just like, girl, can I watch a movie, please? And then I'm just like, wait, okay. So maybe I have this, you know, and I'm gonna share about it because it's a bigger story inside of this I thing, right? The bigger story is how do you show up with a balance of giving yourself rest and time to heal while you still are passionate about what you do But yet you have to do what you love doing in a different way because you have limitations. And I think that's a story that any woman, any human can relate to. So I think that it's my calling to use what I'm going through right now as a catalyst to help inspire others to take action in spite of their limitations.
0: Yeah, I mean, we all have limitations whether physical emotional the story that we have the stories that we create regardless of what reality um might have been for us just as much as you know depending on your identity for as as women of color we have a very different story Mm -hmm. in the workplace than a lot of other people um deciding to go out as an entrepreneur when everyone thinks you're crazy is also another Mm -hmm. story regardless of your gender or you know other demographics that you might have um as a part of your identity so just recognizing that we all have those limitations we all have different ones but figuring out how you still create the legacy that you want how you still show up and change the world um how you st- you know, I'm thinking of the show, This Is Us, and spoiler alert for anyone who's not caught up on season five, but like their son is blind and grows up to be an opera singer. So how do you learn music as in a musical family, learn to play piano, all these things that he's capable of doing when he was born blind, which is very different than for you because it's temporary and I claim your healing for you, but to still Thank say, you. what is that? future going to be what is this moment going to be and how am I still going to make a difference make an impact Mm. regardless of a current situation
1: right and how do you use your story to heal help others heal and that's what it's really about like it's not about dance at that point it's not about anything specific except using your platform and your story to heal others and to change lives absolutely
0: Thank you so much for sharing your story from being a four-year-old dancer to being a <laughs> dance bus creator of an empire and helping others to do the same for themselves. So thank you so much for taking time out to hang out with us. I'll let you get back to your beautiful life um, you. that you have as well. Um, but for people who are really interested they have a dance background and they want to do more than just have an online dance studio how can they work with you how can they pay you and where can the rest (laughs) of us find you
1: (laughs) so you can find me on the dance boss podcast on all of your podcast players it's the dance boss podcast i hang out a lot on instagram at aaron pride i think i'm gonna leave it at aaron pride Even when I get married, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in the DMs, kids. I need some. (laughs) Yeah, but it's at Erin Fried on Instagram. And then how can you pay me? I have Dancepreneur Academy, my group coaching program, where I teach you how to take your dance knowledge, package it into a sellable offer, and I teach you how to launch and market it on Instagram. And if you go over to my Instagram, you're going to see the link in my bio, and it shows you all of the places and all of the ways to apply to work with me. Awesome. Thank you so much for
0: hanging out. Quite frankly, whether you have dance knowledge or not, I think we all need to be moving our bodies. So go find some music, turn it on, dance around. It is the most therapeutic thing you can do outside of actual therapy, in my personal opinion. Um, So I think everyone should be getting out there and dancing. But if you are looking to make money for those dance skills, Erin is your person. So go and find her on Instagram and connect with her from there. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Amplify Ambition. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please take a moment to share it on Instagram or your favorite social media platform and tag me at CoachKeds. I'd also love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help other ambitious women listen in and join our community to unlock their next level of success. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about on-demand courses or apply to work with me directly. There are limited spots each month for becoming CEO intensives where I show you how to implement a personalized strategy without the cookie cutter tactics so you can achieve your business goals. The reason this works for my clients is because of my unlock method. Many women don't realize that when they learn how to apply the psychology behind their Enneagram type, they're able to confidently take aligned and consistent action that prevents boredom and business burnout. It's time you gain clarity on that next step as you own what makes you unique in the industry. Learn more at keycoach.com. Check out the links in the show notes on ways to also stay connected with me between episodes. Until next time, dream loudly.